Welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast, the show where we share stories and powerful conversations with people who have been through their journey from pain to freedom. What's your spirituality? Is it a super asset and your superpower? We want to help you find clarity. Listen to this episode so that you can learn more about how to do that and enjoy the spirit of success in your life as you define it. Here is your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. Okay, Brittany, welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, yeah, and I love sharing with people how we know each other. I'm just going to go into it. So you are also a beautiful soul that I met in New York City. And basically, we sat beside each other at dinner, and I was like, Hello, soul friend. <laughs> I know. I feel like our souls just gravitated toward each other. Yeah. And there's so many connections that I had that day that it kind of, I'm not going to lie, it sort of overwhelmed me. Um, but we had a conversation at dinner that I'll probably never forget. Um, and you don't actually know this, but you inspired a video that I did on Instagram on my stories that night as well. But oh, wow. we will get to that. But first, I um, you're also from New York. You're from upstate New York, which is where I went to chiropractic college. So I was like, oh, from my hood, kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Connection. So you and I are not only soul connections. We have a lot in common. And I instantly recognize the fact that you and I are really analytical sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. I knew that. And I was like, wait, you have a science background. And you were like, yes, I do. Yes. And I was like, where? And you're like, dentistry. And I was like, what? Yes. And then when I found out you're in chiropractic, I'm like, instant connection here. Because I feel like just the amount of you just take all the information and you process it differently and overanalyze it. And um, yeah, but I'm also learning about how you use utilize your um your inner guide and energy and, and how that helps direct you too. And that's the same exact way as to how I leave myself as well. Yeah. And we both learned that in a very similar setting, you know, like that yeah. taking care of someone's health, whether it's their teeth or their back, both weird areas of the body, BT dubs, but, um, and weird meaning it's not what you think of normally, but you and I were talking about developing that muscle of intuition via science, via healthcare, and kind of going back to like ancient wisdom and knowledge of like how medicine was practiced all along. And I think that's such a cool way for us to connect because I haven't been able to really express that side of myself with someone who gets it on a deeper level, having had to like really strengthen that muscle. And it feels wobbly as fuck at first. You know what I mean? Like no, it's so true. And for me, and I know with you handling patient care and allowing, cause you have your fundamental principles of, you know, your philosophy of chiropractic, me for dentistry and using that as a guide, but there's so much more deeper layers involved because it's just beyond the textbook information in the clinical case. It's the person as well. And, and, um, being able to connect and have a deeper understanding to really get to the root cause of problems and, and to be able to truly help that patient. Yeah. And I know like you and I talked about, like, it's a human being. It's not just a body. It's not just teeth for us. It's not just a spine for me. It was like, we just had this natural inclination to really want to get to know the human behind the body, quote unquote, that we were working on and with. And I thought that was such a cool thing. And that's what kind of brought us together in some weird way, because I knew that we were brought together for a right. reason. But for you to tell me your story, and then for me to feel the resonance within my own story, I was like, this is such a cool thing. And like, we even talk about connecting on a soul level. Like if you want to go there, like you are also operating with every human being has a soul, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was like something that, you know, really, I kind of got awoken to again. And I think I told you, and you knew this when you met me that I did plant medicine. And actually, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I told you this, Britt, but one of the like messages I got, cause I was like, you know, how do you operate a spiritual business? You know, because that's what I'm doing mm -hmm. now. It's like, I'm very spiritual and I want a spiritual business. And I kind of got laughed at <laughs> and it was like, yeah, yeah. and the reason why the like medicine was joking and like laughing is cause I was overcomplicating it. It's like actually yeah. every business is a spiritual business because mm -hmm. it's, it's conducted with humans and each human has a soul. 
Yeah. I honestly feel the same way. Every business is a relationship business. No matter what industry you're in, you're connecting with somebody. Yes. And that, and therefore, if that's true, it's also spiritual. And I'm like, well, this is a whole new level of operation. Cause I think I was like, well, this is how it works in business, but like, I'm doing it spiritually. So do I just give away all my services for free? Like people say that, you know, like I can, like I totally undercharged as a chiropractor for what I was doing. And, and I, I thought that was more spiritual. First, right. Yeah. And it starts off too, when you first meet that patient and when you walk into the room and reading the energy of the room, reading the body language of the patient. And I feel like that unbeknownst to me and unknowingly at the time is what honestly probably triggered me and launched me deeper into this journey of reading people different and picking up on their energy and wanting to connect with them so I can best help them. And, 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 you know, I like to think of myself as a healer in the world and a light in the world to help with having a positive impact. So being able to connect with someone on that level, that's to me, part one. I love the way you said that because I was never taught that like connect to the energy in the room. Like that was not something I was ever taught. So, and that's what I would do too. So I'm curious, like what, like, did someone teach you that? Would, did you just have a like natural inclination to know that? Like, how did you start doing that? Yeah. And honestly, I do a lot of reading and, and, and yoga, but I, honestly, I think it's a lot of inner work and, um, knowing how I personally feel, but picking up, just seeing how the response was, I suppose is the best way to say it from, from the patient at the time, but then it seemed to overlap. And I started noticing and recognizing it, that I was using it in other aspects and eventually all aspects of my life when connecting with any human. Mm, love that. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's difficult to, cause I haven't really been able to answer that question for myself either, to be honest with you. It's hard to, and I'm sorry, as you're asking too, it's hard for me as I'm trying to explain it. And I, I never put, never thought that far into it as to, did I teach myself that? But I, I truly, as we're talking and I'm, I'm learning as I'm saying this to you right now, that I, I feel like it truly started in, in my operatory with my patients and being able to read their energy and seeing their response to make sure that I was best reaching them and, and connecting with them at the level that they needed. So they were understanding and I was beneficial or helpful to them, you know? Yes. And I think this skill that we're talking about is not something that has been in the past highly recognized. You know, it's like for, for like me, the manual skill, the like adjusting skill had so much emphasis, but I like that is no good. If you don't understand the person and their body and what you're actually doing on a greater scale, I didn't even know this, but in the beginning of my career, I was actually not helping people. I was actually pushing them further back. If you talk about healing, they're actually moving further back because it's just a short-term solution. So anyway, and that's what people, that I, that's where I could only meet them because that was as far as I went like in me as what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. Because you start off too robotic in a sense, because you're taking the information that you know and wanting to just share it and almost robotically be like, okay, let me process your presenting with this. Let me process it and compute what the answer, the textbook answer is that I have read in school, you know? And, um, but as, as we're talking about this, it's almost like any connection that you have with anyone, I guess my approach would be is trying to initially set up to build a bridge of connection. So from my soul to their soul and finding where we connect, so where we meet, so we best can relate and connect essentially. I don't know about you, but I started kind of getting downloads for people and not downloads for them necessarily, but I started getting guidance on what people needed, which was really cool. And then what I would do is I would ask people like, just, Hey, can I ask you this? It doesn't have anything quote unquote to do with why you quote unquote came in here today, but that's how I would get them to kind of open, you know? And I would just ask them about something deeper. And then I started learning that this guidance was really accurate. And I actually didn't have to do much. I just had to listen to the guidance and I, cause people would confirm what I was saying, but they're like, there's no right. way you could know that. Did I put it on my intake? Like I got people to be like, was that on my intake form? Like they were so confused. Right. They were like, yeah. we know what? And so I just want to tell people like I built this muscle over five years, right. Yeah. Of just listening and then asking people like, let's just get to the core of the issue. And not, that's not everyone's cup of tea. And I think as you're saying it, it's so important because if you go into any type of connection, any type of conversation with a pre-notion as you already are expecting how they're feeling or expecting what they're knowing, 
you could just be self-projecting on them. And essentially you think you're helping them, but really it's just you projecting your energies, your insecurities, your self-doubt into thinking they must be feeling this way because internally that's how I'm feeling without even being consciously aware of that. Yep. And that happened too. A hundred percent that happened because I felt like shit for a long time because I didn't go, I wasn't processing my own stuff. And honestly, Brett, I didn't know the difference. I was taking on people's stuff. So I literally stopped absorbing their energy and absorbing their, yes. And so I didn't actually know, oh my God, what's mine, what's theirs. And it felt like so much to sort out. So I just didn't. And then it built up. Right. And then I had to, so that's why I'm telling people like, like, I hope you learn from what we're saying. It's like, and I think at the core of what you and I are saying are like, really get to know yourself. Yeah, it's so true. You just led me down a path as you're saying that I'm connecting to that tremendously because I, so I started off as a dental hygienist in my career um, and then shifted to becoming a mentor um, or a coach essentially to dental health professionals. So dental hygienists, dental assistants, dentists, specialists, um, and even the operational side of it as well. And, um, you know, getting to understand it's because essentially first I want to help the patient, but then you realize that, well, wait, we can also help the providers as well with being able to better reach their patients by teaching them like reading the room. And again, I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent, um, an expert. I think we're all students and we all have room to grow, but I always wanted to be the vehicle that takes the information that I have learned to be a best practice and share that with others. So then they can then spread and help you know, utilize that within their approach and practice. Um, and essentially what you're saying, and to me, it's a, you, you absorb the energy, you take on that energy, and then it becomes a lot to try to sort out, which then ultimately led to a burnout. Yeah. And so. the, the thing that I'm learning about energy is when you take on someone else's energy, you actually can't process it because it doesn't belong to you. And it actually goes against the like laws of energy and the universe. You know what I mean? Like it's actually not yours to, uh, to, to like process. So therefore it'll be this never ending kind of battle. And so there's only one option is just to release it. So I didn't know that I went for years, 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 (laughs) (laughs) years. Let me say it again. (laughs) I'm telling people because I mean, if you've heard this podcast, you I've talked about my dark night of the soul experience. It wasn't a mistake that that happened to me. Everyone's like, wow, that happened to you young. I'm like, it happened to me young because I threw myself into like a whole bunch of life experience um, yeah. really early on in my life. And, I, and then I also, because of my job, took on stuff that had nothing to do with me and wasn't mine. And that affected my way of making a living. It's like, I can't go hide behind a computer. I'm not saying people do that and I'm not judging, but I just mean like my job is very physical and I interacted with people a lot during the day. So it's like, if everyone's a mirror, (laughs) you know, and then my physical body started to break down. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and I know you had a similar experience. Yeah. It eventually takes a toll on you as well. And, um, it, it's hard because you're taking on that energy and trying to process it. But at the same time, you want to keep helping but you don't realize that you're not effectively helping because now you're absorbing energies. You're not being able to process it because you're not giving yourself a chance to process it because you're on autopilot and you just keep going and functioning and going until ultimately, and, and unfortunately myself as well, you leave yourself right down the route to a burnout. And then at that time, not even knowing that there was things that I still internally had to handle and deal with um, personally to, to help continue, you know, I don't know, to help be able to best show up in the world. Yeah. And you can't be all of yourself, right? If you're taking out energy, that's not yours. It's it's very difficult to be your authentic self. And I didn't actually know what that was. And I realized, and I know you and I have talked about this, like our journey, I'm not even complaining about it. I'm not looking to be a victim of it. It empowered me. I'm actually so grateful for that part of my life because I had that, I don't really think of things as a pendulum swing. It was sort of like a web. Like, because I had this dark part of my web, very dark part of my web, it's, I choose the light, you know, it's a choice. Yeah. Every day is a choice. Every day is a choice. And I think people are like, you know, there's this notion of like toxic positivity and it's like, no, I just understand now the laws of the universe. And I also know that there's another option. Like it doesn't have to be this darkness. And I don't know if like how much you've like kind of studied about this because we didn't get into it that much detail, but you know, a lot of this is like subconscious programming and habits, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. once you're in that habit, it it can feel sometimes difficult to move out of it. And I realize it's not, that's actually a lie. It's not that difficult. Um, but the key is to be aware. 
Right. It's so true. And it's hard when your upbringing and how you're raised and being a woman and always suppose that we're almost shuffled or herded in a sense to, to be there for everybody all the time, to be okay, to take on additional responsibilities and to not really ex- be able to express ourselves fully, because if we do, we're emotional and, um, and it's just a lot. And so you continue to operate on this, this, you build this up, this momentum that is not sustainable. And, you know, and, and so then ultimately it leads you, you're not processing anything as you're going. You're just, you're just people pleasing. You're, and then I guess I'm speaking, you know, I can speak to myself. I just kept showing up thinking I'm helping others, but not taking care of myself in the process. And unbeknownst to me, I was not aware that I wasn't taking care of myself at the time. And I wasn't creating my own path. I was allowing others to direct my path. Um, and I, it's almost, you know, I was going with the flow of the river wherever I was being guided in a sense, thinking that I was in control, but I was not in control. And I see that now. Yeah. And it's like, you want to be a good person and do the right thing. You know how many times I use that excuse? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do the right thing. But like, I love what you pointed out. I wasn't on my path. I was on a path, but it wasn't my path. It was a path that was yeah. like someone else's path that they thought would be good for you good fit for you literally and it was like if you think about it it's like years of like ancestors right it's like Mm -hmm. it's like beliefs that didn't even belong to me like whose beliefs are they you know and it's like I heard this thing that there's like every belief can go back seven generations I don't know if it's true but like in the coaching world Mm -hmm. because I've coached with a bunch of people they kept saying that um it goes back seven generations and at first I was like huh and then I was like you know what I think so I think these deeply held beliefs, I mean, we haven't even touched money. I don't know if we're going to touch that today, but it's like, there's so many beliefs that are just so false around many things. And one of those things is definitely money and being a female and you touched on it. Um, some of the beliefs that are, that, that are out there, like, oh, if you, if you show emotions, you know, you can't be too, you know, you can't be too much like that or people won't take you seriously. And I know you personally had to work through that given, your line of work and if if someone has that fear or that belief running in their system and they've just become aware of it now like oh my god mm-hmm. through Britney's story I recognize this is what's happening in my life like what did you do at that point in your life right yeah um so you know going through it uh, and I'll be honest when I was struck with my awareness of it. I wasn't even aware that I was becoming aware of it. It it was a process and, and trying to figure out. So, um, you know, going down. So I talked about my burnout and ultimately the burnout and I had other personal things going on at the time as well. So my father has always been sick. Um, ever since I was younger, he had kidney failure and was going through dialysis, had a kidney transplant, Um, and then went through heart issues. And so, and and this was all throughout the duration of my whole childhood. So watching him struggle with his health and, and, um, you know, and I coming from a family where we weren't really allowed to address that he was sick because then that would take away his, his strength. So, you know, and so we had to, which is interesting, but he didn't want to be known for being someone who was, uh, chronically ill. He wanted to be known as being this strong masculine energy. And, and so we never really brought a lot of attention to it. So when things would come up or anything like that, we almost had to, to shift our focus and just keep moving forward and act like everything was fine and normal when, when there was a lot. So, um, so I guess me and not realizing how I operated in life, it's almost like operating and and not always a acknowledging or addressing issues or even the severity of, of just things that life was throwing at me and, and being almost on an autopilot to just keep moving forward. Everything will be fine. Just it, it, not to say it is what it is, but, um, just to keep the the momentum forward, I guess, and not acknowledging the true essence of the circumstance. Wow. That is incredible (laughs) that you, that you become aware of that because that is such a huge, I feel like that's a huge pattern. Yeah. And so then to kind of go into the question that you had just asked. So what had ultimately led into my burnout was basically all of that baggage that I've picked up along my way that I've never addressed. And I didn't even know I had to address all came out when essentially, um, it all just kind of, you know, exploded in a moment. And I, and it was almost like fed on, um, head on, this is my life. I have to address this. And I didn't know that these were 
I wasn't ever aware that this is how I was operating and, and, and being able to take the time to fully understand and to acknowledge my feelings and acknowledge, um, you know, what, how did I get where I am today? And, and almost questioning if, am I, am I happy? And if I'm not happy, why, like what led me here? How did I get here? And, and, you know, it's just a whole lot of processing and, and, you know, under, trying to understand, so. I don't know. I'm going into the dark night of the soul. I know we touched upon that previously. So um, that's ultimately what transpired. And at the time, I didn't know it was the dark night of the soul. And, uh, you know, one morning I woke up depressed. I couldn't get out of bed and I had no idea why. And at this time, my father's health was really declining. And um, and we had just sold our, our childhood home. And, um, and you know, as far as for that in itself was acknowledgement that we were selling it because he could no longer take care of the, the, you know, the house and to make it easier for my mother. And so here I am just getting back from a work trip from Utah, actually. And, and I'm, you know, couldn't even get out of bed. And I'm like, what is going on? Why am I just crying? I have no idea. And it's because I didn't even process the fact that we were selling our home. And, um, and I, I, left, I scheduled a work trip the time that they were closing, didn't help with packing or moving or anything like that. And, and just was trying to continue to move forward. Like everything was okay and, and not acknowledge it. So I guess that was the, um, the catastrophic events that really brought in my consciousness of, um, of having to address this now and, and being aware that, Hey, wait a second. Now you have to stop. Cause now it's time for you to start acknowledging what you're going through in life and, and, you know, acknowledging it. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. Cause that is not only is that vulnerable, it's also brave because I can relate to that. I can relate now that, that you're talking about it. I'm even like, there are so many other events in my life that I didn't even process. Like I just, like, as you said, it's that it's, it's kind of like that doing attitude, like with, a, with, a, with a lot of my clients. And I just realized like this kind of hit me differently recently. I realize that because I'm really big on like celebration, you know, like if something's good, like in the moment, like you just celebrate. And with my clients, I always start off our calls with talking about the wins. I want to talk about the wins because it's so easy to go into like the negatives and they talk about the wins and then we're like, okay, and this is my problem. And they go like right into their problem. And then it's like, we talk about that. And then sometimes it's like, here's my other problem. And I realize it's just a pattern of like, doing and focusing on problems to solve them but we don't even celebrate the solution like you solved this problem and in your case you got you got you gained this magical almost awareness of this massive pattern in your life which is crazy I had no idea like to to see now and and looking back it's almost unbelievable to me that I was so unaware that I even ever operated like that before Totally. And I just, it's like, and th- and that's why I want to like really emphasize this, not to like put a spotlight on your suffering at all, but it's like, mm-hmm. let's have one less person suffer. Like let's have, if, if our conversation can bring light on someone else's pattern, like, mm-hmm. and nobody has to get sick and like potentially pass away. Cause I know you told me that your dad ended up passing away. Yeah. Um, like what a gift, you know, that we can, we can reverse things. We can like, you're ultimately, you learn how to save your own life. Yeah. Shift the narrative, shift how I was operating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in some ways it sounds simplistic, but like me changing those patterns that were operating in my life too actually saved my life. Like I saved my own life and I, I had help obviously, but there's no one that can do that work of, like heart be, be becoming aware of those patterns in your heart right? from a space of non-judgment. Cause like you're talking about becoming aware of the pattern, but not judging yourself. Like almost like, Whoa, I can't believe this pattern like has been around for so long instead of, Oh my God, I'm, I'm like, you know, piece of shit. I'm da, 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 and like going down that. Right. Yeah. And beating yourself up about it. And be, yeah. You stayed in like non-judgmental awareness, which is something I talk about a lot with my clients because that is where I think the healing can happen because you're ultimately talking about healing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and as you're saying that too, it's where I was at, I 
to be non-judgmental. I don't even think I intended to go to go down that road because who knows if I was, but I was just that unaware. So it honestly was a month after the it took me a month. So I was the whole month after they had sold their house. I'm told you I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Every morning was a struggle. I was still showing up for work, but I was crying before work. I was not, I was not the normal Brittany, my positive upbeat. Um, it was hard to just even get my day going in the morning and that whole month trying to, I, I had no idea. I'm like, why am I feeling like this? What is wrong? I have a great life. What is going on? And, and it, it wasn't until a month later where I realized, Oh, like I'm upset because my parents sold their house and this is acknowledgement of my father's health declining. And then it was basically that opened the door for all the other, all the other things that I then had to, to address and, and things that I was just, um, ignoring essentially. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't matter that you didn't, you weren't aware of it, but now you are. And I think, and so I think of consciousness as, as like a spiral, as like an upward spiral where like you learn every single time and you get better. Like I was doing a lot of things, not aware of it. And then now, because I am aware of it, it actually helps me move through challenges faster. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I can practice non-judgmental awareness because I've done it before, you know? And instead of, of a spiral downwards, I actually go up. And that's a choice. Cause you choose that it's a choice. Yeah. And I didn't even know that there was a spiral up until I started this healing path. And I thought that there was just one spiral and it was down because I knew that one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait right. a minute, there's an upward spiral. What? And it's like the yeah. spirals was bigger. And I was only, I, I just like, so like I worked with, you know, the top coaches in the world. And I remember him saying, everything is created whole. And I was like, uh-huh, I can follow that. And he's like, the problem with humans is that we see fractions. I was like, ah, that was a piece I wasn't aware of is that I thought I was seeing the whole, but I was seeing a fraction and literally just like awareness is like a veil that just gets moved. I was like, oh my God, there's a whole other upward spiral. What in the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's more behind this curtain. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like you think you have like, um, just a room in a, in a, hotel and then it's like actually you got the suite with a kitchen and it's like holy shit there's a suite with a kitchen in here and it's like amazing and it's just this fun place to explore and that's like the feeling I had when I was like there's an upward spiral like I've lived 27 years and I didn't know about this you know and it kind of feels like why didn't I know about it and so what else don't I know you know and it's very for me it was humbling as hell to realize that I don't know. It was kind of relieving. (laughs) Did you have that feeling? Yeah. And it's okay to not know everything. And I, it, to me, that's the most exciting part about life. So anytime now, uh, um, and you know, traumas or pain or whatever it is, a challenge that presents itself, they're not fun to go through, but it's exciting because now it's a, a teachable moment. I can learn from it and I can, it's an opportunity for myself to grow. And that's, I think is what truly living is all about. Yeah. And I, I think you can relate to this, which which is why I'm bringing it up. It's like for our jobs, you know, in healthcare, we were used to having the answers or to people in, in my case, kind of expect like you can diagnose me. So like, give me the answer. And it fed my ego in like a really unhealthy way, but it also put this Mm -hmm. undue pressure on me where I was like, well, I have to know things. Right. And then when I started healing and I realized I don't know anything and I'm also not in control, like it put my soul at ease a little bit, like, oh, thank God, (laughs) you know, seriously. And, you know, I was just, it just felt like such a relief to not have the answers. And it changed the way I practiced because I was like, here, I'm not sure, but with what I do know, this is what I feel is like going to work, you know? Right. It's out of my scope of knowledge. Yeah. Based on what I know. And like, you know what, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. You know, I don't have studies to prove this, but I have case studies of people who have tried this, you know, and I, I found like I could, people would meet me there. It's more trusting. You're being honest and operating on integrity. I was like, I don't know. This is not proven. Like I would tell people like, this is my gut feeling here based on the tools that I have. This feels good. And I would see patients who were so desperate because I saw everyone else and nothing worked. And so they were just willing which worked perfectly right. for me and the skills that I have. Cause they were like, Oh, that did work. I was like, well, I just think outside the box. You know, that's me. That to me was like right. fun. It was like, well, let me put this, like you said, like challenges, you know, aren't fun. I was like, well, I kind of learned how to make them fun because 
you know, that person's suffering. I don't want to make light of their suffering, but like, how can we make this process more enjoyable? It's so true. And when you're, you understand the journey of self growth and taking, you know, just turning your traumas and pain into to knowledge and learning. It's almost like when you take, you know, there's always a solution, even if you're, you can't anticipate what the answer always is, but you know, there's a solution and there's always a way to find a solution, even if you don't know it in that moment. And even if it's not you, who knows, you don't have to know the answer, but you could help lead somebody to a solution that will help them. Yeah. And I grew my network a lot because I would just start referring people. Like, I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. but here, I know Google, like I wouldn't tell people, I was Google stuff. Like, how, how'd you know that? I'm like, Google has the answers. Like, I swear it's not that hard. You just have to be patient and look, <laughs> you know, but I would start Googling and finding and like knowing people. And then I built up this amazing network of people that I could refer to and be like, here, I don't have all the answers. And it actually made my life more enjoyable because I'm not trying <laughs> to be something right. I'm not. Um, and it's just fun to like, really, in some ways I, I really, cause I love, learning and growth too. And so I made every patient case kind of like help me fill that need in some way by being like, how can I learn from this? Or how can we grow together? Like, I don't know, but like, are you willing to try this? And they're like, yeah. And then I would try and, and like nine times out of 10 have a positive result. Not every time, but more times than I expected, there would be this positive result. And it was like, because I self-expressed in that way, like it gave permission to the other person to self-express and so there was healing happening, right. like you said, Britt, without even me being aware of it. Right. Yeah, it's so true. And not to go down the patient route too much in a sense, but now providers, there's always the challenge the patients present and they have Google, they have WebMD. So they come in and they have already diagnosed their condition or whatever it is that they, they already are going in there thinking that they know the answer to to their problem or whatever it is that they're presenting with. And, and now that poses a um, a challenge for providers who are providing that care because then it's taking, you know, the clinical assessment and using their judgment and, and then having to navigate the patient towards what they truly feel that the diagnosis, the true diagnosis is, as opposed to what MD and what they've already, the patient has already deemed themselves as being. And so, and so that then led me down a different path essentially for, um, or led me to a different understanding of now helping providers and and essentially what you're saying as far as for not having to have all the answers and and being able to refer out or to co-collaborate with another provider to help with finding that answer and the solution. So that patient is trustworthy in in you as a provider. Yeah. And like not to go down this path even more, but it's like people who (laughs) self-diagnose, it's just like stories. Like like you're, they're getting caught up in their own story and they feel like they need a diagnosis for like, for what, you know, there's so much to unpack there, which I'm not going to go down, but those are people that are not for me. It's like, if you're going to self-diagnose yourself, don't even show up, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then why do you need, why do you need my professional opinion or my, yeah. If you already. <laughs> Cause I took on patients like that and they just wanted to like bully me. And there was like, it was just to rile me up. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm why are you even here? Like, is this a power play for you? You know? And then they'd be like, Oh, like they felt like they were caught. And this was, I, I was like, you're like, I had really hard boundaries with that. That's actually when I started learning boundaries, actually, interestingly enough, I, I was like, no, I'm not taking this type of person on. Like they're not my patient. Like, nope. Cause like, there's nothing right. good that comes out from that. You know, they just keep going to search for a provider that will, you know, fill in their need. And I'm just like, this is un- unhealthy and I'm just not playing here. So Um, And I'm not judging people if that's where you're at, but also like that leaves no opportunity. There's no space to grow. There's no space Mm -hmm. to learn. People were very unwilling when they showed up like that. It's closed minded. Yeah. They show up already with their set preconceived solution, but they aren't a professional in that. And, and it doesn't even matter. We can say patients, but you can say that about anyone in life and and in, you know, in general, however you approach any type of, of problem. Yeah. And like, okay, to bring this more like macro level instead of like using the like word patient, um, but you could substitute patient for like anything. Like I used to just like assume that my day would go a certain way, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. I would have this pretty closed mind. Okay. It's Wednesday. And like, you know, I have a heavy work day today and like, this is how my day is going to go. And I just, I would have, I'd be very closed minded to anything being different, like anything. And so I realized in some ways I would attract those people. This is where it gets uncomfortable because I was like, why do people keep showing up? I have to put a boundary down. And then I realized like, oh crap, I'm like that. And interestingly enough, on those same fucking days, 
where I was like, eh, eh, and then that person shows at the end of the day when you're tired and you just want to go home and then that person shows up and it's like, okay, who am I going to be now? Am I going to like let my, you know, tiredness and whatever pull me into the like darkness and like flip? Or am I going to choose something else? Like, as you said, it's like, oh, it's like always a choice. So it was a really interesting test to, and I didn't have the tool at the time to go within necessarily the ways I do now, but I did realize like, oh, I'm that way sometimes. Yeah, it's so true. And this goes back to what I was sharing, even for myself, I can totally relate to this because realizing that, you know, yes, life is by design and, and you can design your life. But I feel like as a woman and, and, you know, I can't speak for men, I'm a woman. So, um, but I feel like as a woman, we are always, we're always shuffled to kind of life is by design, but there's these preconceived expectations and, and a plan for you, you know, so date, get married, have children, um, work or not work, depending on what your belief system is and raise your children while you're doing both and, and kind of operating in that. And, and, yeah, life is by design, but we're not always empowered to, to believe in ourselves fully that we don't have to be tied to, um, to a foundation. We can be our own individual operating foundation to then go out into the world and design our life. We don't need to be attached to our, our beliefs, our family's belief system that we've been changed. I think you said a belief system that's lasted for seven generations, you know, with it. And, and that's hard to break from. It's hard to, to break that mold. And you don't have to necessarily completely cut the ties, but just flip the script. Yeah. And like, what's not working. If something's working and it's been there for seven generations, keep it. I'm not saying go up and like, you know, dig up plants for no reason. Right. I'm just saying, you know, is, is the branch supporting you? Is it nourishing you? If it's not, then yeah, I would say, and you don't have to dig completely. I used to dig unnecessarily and I don't suggest that because it's a lot of wasted energy. And during COVID, I could do that. I'm guilty of it. (laughs) And we're still in COVID, but I mean like when we were like really, when the whole world was totally locked down, I would dig unnecessarily and I had to learn not to do that. So it's sort of like going at what's there because it's ready to heal. So yeah, that, that's, an, that's another thing that I learned that I really want to emphasize if it's showing up like, okay, I would get these patients and I hate to go back to patients, but just as an example, who would show up and yeah. like have these closed mind. It was t- like, that was the universe being like, hello, this is just a mirror for mm-hmm. what you are. And I didn't, I didn't know I, this is going to sound weird. I was so unaware that it was me doing that. Like, I didn't know. I, I would just get mad at these people and then be like, I don't want to see them completely like you said unaware that I literally attracted them into my office so that we could both heal me and them you know I didn't know that there was this double blessing that came with the healing I didn't know that no one taught me that and then I started learning that and I was like oh my gosh this is such Mm -hmm. a gift and so I want to tell people this because it's kind of this is where healing gets nuanced and I think you can relate to this too it's like everything is just a mirror it's just a mirror. So it's like whatever. And yeah. you talked about this. I So I sent out a, a questionnaire and Britt had like freaking amazing bomb answers. And you talked about learning how everything is a mirror. And like mm-hmm. you learned from your dark night of the soul experience that going inward is the solution. And did you have a moment where you're like, holy shit, going inwards is the solution? Or was it just like accumulated over like time? So I would say accumulated over time, but then it's like you would get a little taste of, I don't know, the benefit of life. I feel like I started to live more wholly and fully and authentically to myself that I was hungry to continue that and, and to, to lean more into it to, cause I was growing and I was learning and I was seeing the benefit it was, it was having and still having on myself. Yeah. It's like, once you taste so, it, you're like, I want more. You want more, you want more. And <laughs> And so I know, you know, talking about the choice and every day you can choose how you show up in the world, but it's so true. You, every day you have the, you have the full power, the power is in your hands to show up how you want to in the world. And you don't have to be tied to no one else's, um, perception or not perception, but their expectation of how you should show up should not influence how you personally choose to show up into the world. And when you 
understand that. And when you're able, and it's hard, we all battle it every day. And even not just other people's judgments and expectations, but even our own inner self-doubt. And every day it's a battle. But when you learn to, to, to work through that and to overcome it, it's so empowering because it has just such, your day hits different. You have a different impact. And, and I don't even want to say the day hits different. You hit the day different when you're in that power. Yeah. And that, and that to me is true power. And I don't know if you notice this. I'm going to go back to patients again, because I feel like because healthcare is such a hot topic and I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to go into details about it. I think this is going to be highly relevant, especially for the future. This is going to age well, this um, episode. Um, What I realized is I would, I would give back people their power. Like I would tell them, like if you want healing or, you know, this is how, and I would do it in like kind of backdoor ways. I kind of learned the ways because if you said soul and in, in like healing, people would be scared away. And like, I want to meet people where they were at. So if I show them exercises or tools to empower themselves, sometimes people didn't know what to do with that. It was like the first time in a long time or sometimes their lives, people were actually not trying to take their power or exert their power over them and give it back to them. And so you would see people like almost recoil of like, what do I do with this power? It's like people didn't know like, oh, I have a choice. Like, it's, I mean, one of my patients even said this to me. <laughs> she was like, you know, Dr. Debbie, like, I don't even know how to decide what I want for dinner. Like, I don't even know how to make an empowering choice about what to eat. And I live in like a country where there's food everywhere. And now you're giving me these tools and now I get to make this decision and now it's in my hands and you trust me. You believe me? Yeah. yeah. It was like that. And yeah. like, we literally went there and she was like crying and I'll never forget that day where I was like, this is why some people like never come back and see me. This is why some people are, they don't know. And then they'll go seek out another chiropractor who will just, you know, rub them and like, you know, crack their back and, and direct that and direct them in the direction. And so taking that to a larger level here, you can relate that just scenario that you're describing and you can put it towards life and in saying that once you, whether someone else helps you step into your power or, um, but when you truly believe in yourself and understand that you actually have more power than you think and and influence of your own life, that in itself is either you're going to take the reins or you're not. And, and, And that's a choice that you have a personal choice to do that. And like, you know, from my experience too, with like, it's both with patients and with clients now, one of the issues that gets people so teary eyed, like men, women, it doesn't matter, is I would ask people two questions as a chiropractor, do you trust your body? And then as a coach now, it's do you trust yourself? And people get very emotional around these answers. And I literally did a Teaching Thursday episode called The Missing Ingredient is Trust because I realized that nothing, there's no coaching advice or no, you know, no advice I I could give you as a chiropractor. Like if you didn't trust yourself, it wasn't as effective because if you didn't trust yourself to do it or to get better or to heal, like I can only hold so much belief for a person. I can literally visualize them getting better. But if they don't trust that they can get better, like the pie is not complete you know like it's so true it's we always say in you know dental health it's you you know we're 20 percent responsible for your oral health and you're 80 so yes we can come here 20 percent of the time but the other 80 percent is on you you actually hold more power than than you think in navigating and, and maintaining your oral health versus everyone thinks oh we'll leave it to the to the professional and you'll take care of me no you take care of yourself and we're here to help with you know, just providing that routine care or the, the reactive care is the result from your own maintenance. So, yeah. And I would even take it a step further and be like, it's actually not 100%. It's 200%. Like we, 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 we got the math wrong. Like it's 200%, right? Like I'm a hundred percent responsible to be honest with my clients, not for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're a hundred percent and they have a hundred, like a hundred percent responsibility to make choices that honor them and to show up fully for sessions with me, you know, like that's it. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized like, holy shit, the math is wrong. I can't do math. Like I would say that jokingly all the time. Like I can't do math, but like literally I was saying something truthful because I was like, it was 50, 50. That doesn't feel good either. And so I realized it's, (laughs) it's actually a hundred, it's 200% in this pie here. 
And I think that yeah, goes back to- two whole pies. You're working two, with two whole pies. Two whole <laughs> pies, right? Because everything is whole. So I was like, oh my God, yeah. 200% actually feels like, if you just put that through your system, it's like, oh my God, there's truth there. And that's the same feeling I had when I was like, I don't have to know everything. Oh my God. It was that same feeling of like, <gasps> like relief. Like, oh, I don't, there's actually 200% here. And like, that actually frees me to show up 100%, you know? and not take on their stuff. If they say no, that's because that's their a hundred percent that they're taking in. I'm not going to go 150 because that is draining too. And so it's just all this stuff that I didn't learn in school and I learned through life and I learned because I said yes. And I did all these things. And I feel like both of us should like work with healthcare providers. I think we could, we could do a lot. I know it's funny just to say, I, I didn't think we were going to go down this route more than patient care. And so, but it is, it, and it honestly helped influence me. And, and it was, you know, led me to my personal growth journey unbeknownst to me, you know? So um, it's definitely interesting. And I think because it's coming through so strongly for me, I can't speak about you, obviously, if we're going back to that hundred percent, I think it's because it's needed in the world. I think that is because I, and I've probably turned a blind eye to this too, in some ways, it's been my, you know, healing. Um, I was like, I'm done with chiropractic, you know, but I think that there's actually a lot I can offer um, chiropractors and, and healthcare providers. Cause I don't know where this stuff is being taught. And I think it's going to be like the turning point um, for healthcare. So one thing I want to ask you, because just getting to like know you and we didn't like, we actually didn't get a chance to talk about as much as I thought we were going to talk about either, but um, just getting to know you, you trust yourself. That's obvious. Um, Just because of so many of the choices that you made in your life. And I did mention how I think that's one of the, um, the like gaps in, um, in people's lives that it's kind of, it just kind of simmers below the surface and you're not really aware of it. Like you said, is there a moment where you're like, holy shit, I trust myself? Or is that like a process you like go through all the time? Or like, what is your relationship with like self-trust? So self-trust for me starts with self-care and being able to make sure that all my needs are fully met. So I'm operating and interpreting and processing to hundred percent of my maximum ability. Um, and so and I guess it goes back to um, I, one of my philosophies is practicing self-growth like it's a religion. Um, and knowing that I'm constantly striving to be better, to do better, to um, and to fail. I want to fail because that's how I learn. I'm not trying to be perfect. I just want to keep, uh, you know, I want to be messy. I, growth isn't a, a clean, straightforward process. And, and understanding that no matter what, the outcome that I always hope to achieve is that I will grow or learn from it and ultimately grow from it and turn whatever it is, the challenge or whatever it may be into wisdom that I can then utilize, um, in the future. So I guess that to me has been the, the safe guard to, to me trusting in myself is knowing that what is the ultimate worst thing that can happen that I fail and then I learn from it. And then I take that and apply it as knowledge and use it towards to help me in the future. I put it in my toolkit and and then I will go out and use it in the future. I love that. I love that so much. Self-trust starts with self-care. That's huge. And I think what you said, just, it kind of wraps up everything we've talked about in a beautiful way. So I think that's such a great answer. And I hope people really, really like listen to what you said, because there is a lot of wisdom in that for sure. So that's such a great answer. Shit. That's a really good answer. Um, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm also curious because, and I, and I want, like, I want to hear more, but I also want our audience to hear more. So you mentioned that you were a healthcare provider and then you had your own dark night of the soul. Very similar to mine. We're on a very similar path here. You and I journey. Um, so what are you up to now? Like, what do you work? Like, where did all of this kind of, where is your wisdom leading you now? Yeah. So my wisdom. So I guess just trusting my inner guide, but so essentially I started off in dental hygiene and then I be, I mentioned how I became a coach and a mentor to, um, dental health professionals. And I found myself asking and learning more, talking more about or connecting more on a, a soul level and, and the, the people that I was working with. And we weren't necessarily always focusing on the, the clinical and the, the dentistry, you know, type of care. And we went more into life and, and all of that. So essentially that led me to this path of wanting to be able to connect with others and to learn and to grow 
from each other. Um, and so, you know, my next part of my journey here is transforming to not just be focused on dental health, but to focus and, and, um, helping others unlock their true potential, step into their power. Um, and, and I know we didn't get too much down that journey today, but, um, part of me coaching the dental health professional, um, you know, in that field is what ultimately led me to see that when you truly believe in yourself, find that self-trust, um, that's when you truly step into your power. And that's when you show up to your best ability to unlock and tap into your higher, highest potential. Um, and so I know he talks about being a woman in my struggles. And so I'm geared towards helping women specifically with that. Mm. And so, yeah, and I'll be launching, um, you know, in this, uh, by the end of the year, my, my, um, new business called L potential and L potential is to help women pivot away from self doubt, step into their power to unlock their highest potential. Love that. And you're the person to do that. For sure. You have lots of experience. So I can't wait for, for that to be birthed into planet earth. Um, and for people to follow on your journey, um, just like I'm following on your journey and getting to know more about you every time I talk to you, which is so amazing. Um, like I said, I didn't think we would talk so much about healthcare, but I think it's going to be highly relevant. I think we're actually both in a beautiful position (laughs) to have the kind of experience that we had in healthcare. I think that's the way forward, to be honest with you. And we're kind of positioned to be leaders and you've already been a leader in that. It's kind of funny because I'm like feeling like I need to go back into healthcare and you're sort of like wanting to expand, <laughs> which is like, we're kind of moving. I know. So opposite. Yeah. Well, well, not really opposite. It's just, it's just kind of funny that I just had that moment now where I'm like, huh, interesting. Um, yeah. And I think really anybody and like a big thing, I think anybody could benefit from this information right? Because it does, as you said, like your whole life shifts and it's very difficult. I find it challenging sometimes to describe because everything shifts. <laughs> like yeah, no, you operate true. from a very different position. And like I said, instead of seeing a fraction, you see the whole of things. So like what's going to shift? Everything. Um, but life is such a fun journey, as you said, like it's such a like, I just feel like it's a journey where, like you said, you can, you can learn and grow. That's a value for you, which it's a high value for both of us. I know that for a fact. Um, right. Yeah. And I guess the message to just talking and, and one thing for anyone who's listening right now is one thing that I've always struggled with. And I think we talked about this as well offline, but, um, is being vulnerable and showing up and just you know, being truly vulnerable, being your authentic self, not having all the answers to everything, not knowing, but still showing up, um, being ready to, to handle or take on and process or operate at whatever's going to be thrown at you, but understanding and knowing that it's okay to not have all the answers. And I feel like I'm at a place here where I'm learning, where I won't always have all the answers and I'm okay with that. And, and it's okay to keep going. You don't need to stop because you don't have that. Love that. I love that. I think it's such a great place to wrap, but thanks so much for being on the show, for dropping knowledge bombs here. I hope to have you back again where we can expand more on your business and talk about the growth journey past um, the dark night of the soul experience because I know there's so much for us to share. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor. And I really enjoyed talking, you know, deeper into patient care with you. And and I've learned a lot from this. And I hope others find some information that's useful as well. No doubt. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon.